0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode seven hundred nine for the week of January twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you a game that's not Path of Exile. But first,
1: whoa! Joining <gasps> whoa, me today, no Kelly way. Ryan, uh, wanting to get banned from all the animal subreddits.
0: Josh Carpenter,
2: I- I'm out here bass fishing.
0: And Phil Willis,
3: salutations,
0: and the rest of it.
3: Salutations, jubilations. There you go. Hi, Phil. But I, when I worked at, but I worked at Disney. Fun fact. They had I was there during their twenty fifth anniversary celebration back in the late nineties and there was an official greeting we had to use. Thank you for twenty-five magical years at Walt Disney World Resort. This is Phil at the all star front desk. How can I help you? It was like a really long speech. I love it. So what was really funny is you could always see who was calling on the phones. So whenever a manager would call, I would give them the full speech with tons of enthusiasm and taking a breath right in the middle of all of it, because it was like twenty five words. And they're like, Phil, it's me. It's Bill, Phil, Phil. Oh, I thought you were testing me. That's why I did the full announcement sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cute.
1: Yeah, I would. I would be that pedantic too if it was management.
0: Phil, Phil. Yeah, I know you know who it is. Phil. Uh, yeah. Phil. Phil. Yeah. You're not fooling me.
3: Yeah. So it's not going to be a magical
0: year for you when I fire you, Phil.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, the nice thing about Disney is it was really hard to get fired. I mean, you literally had to be like doing drugs or hey, something like that. My uncle got you. accused
0: of sexual harassment and was fired.
3: Well, that might do it if it's yeah. sexual harassment. But short of that, you know, like I it was so you get you had, you had, you had people at the front desk who typed 15 words a minute and still kept a job. Just I
1: thought that at Disney you had to have couldn't have like a beard. <laughs> or is that the you, you, price? You,
3: you, you couldn't uh and you couldn't be over 200 ish pounds because if you oh. were over a size 42 they would put you in the back of the house where no one would see your fat <laughs> behind
0: well he was a restaurant manager M- yeah mental
1: oh. note i'm too chonky for disney I- i'm I can't pretty sure he was fat...
0: not under 200 too but
3: whatever
1: i can't even play the fat cheetah from Zootopia yeah that
3: was
0: the
1: part I'm meant to play sorry
3: <laughs> Kelly <It's> totally fair <laughs> too
0: fat for Disney
3: too fat for Disney was the thing. I <laughs> A think Kelly they, story they loosened, what? loosened up those guidelines under pressure loosened whatever. up
0: the waistline
3: they also loosened up the uh I, I think they were allowing mustaches. They started allowing mustaches. They're like, oh, Walt had them. We did. And then I don't know about the beards yet or not. I don't really keep on top of it anymore. But they were clearly just trying to get more employees without raising their rates, uh, their pay rates. Mm-hmm. So they had to lower their standards.
1: <laughs> well, I think they had they had to loosen up the beard thing because of religious reasons because well, uh, yeah. a lot of uh, – isn't it that m- Muslim uh, religions have long beards?
3: Jewish as well right
1: yeah, and jewish uh, well
3: i mean and and there were ways to get exemptions but generally speaking it was like one of those reasonable accommodation exemptions which means they put you in the back of the house where no one can see you so you were folding washcloths <laughs> and towels for a 1900 room hotel eight hours a day
1: uh, i'm just saying a lot of those restrictions were to keep you know dirty hippies out
3: you dirty those hippie. darn hippies nobody likes those hippies well what are we playing I don't are we of... yeah
1: I don't know how to transition that. Uh, Chris, hey, what what's up? pulled you from
3: POE?
0: I'm playing the Pal World game.
3: <laughs> what's that? I haven't heard of it, Chris. Oh,
0: yeah, you haven't heard of it at all. Uh-huh. I, I
3: live in a cave. Yeah. You're Pal World is Pokemon people?
0: with guns in a survival crafting game.
3: That sounds very illegal, was... Chris. Wouldn't Nintendo be upset by that?
0: Uh.
3: If you believe if here. you believe
0: my uncle at Nintendo they are but if you look at what's happened so far they seem to not care. So <laughs> Is nobody's that the sure. New thing?
2: my uncle at Nintendo says they're going to sue them. <laughs> Pretty much. My
0: uncle at Nintendo says nothing officially, but I don't know what's going on, but I've heard a lot of people talking about their uncles at Nintendo's and the uncle at Nintendo I have says well, nothing that I can tell you, but hey, there's a uh, I'm sure something's being looked at. Also, there's a public statement from Nintendo saying.
1: I was pulling it up right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, from the Pokemon company in Japan that says, like, if anything's bad, we're going to do something about it, which is like, that's thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I guess people just wanted them to say something. And it's like, well, there you go. Oh, my God. Kelly. Mao has become my new favorite creature. It drops money.
1: Oh, well, yeah, that's what uh, Meowth does.
0: Hold on, I've got to go tell my, my creature group. Wait, 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 wait.
2: You're telling me that the, the pal in Pal World does the same thing as the Pokemon does in Pokemon?
1: <laughs> More or less.
3: This is not going to end <laughs> well, <laughs> in <not> court. <gonna> <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Shush. Lucky cats that drop money is not a Pokemon invention true what we're finding out very very little of what we think is a pokemon invention is a pokemon invention but
2: well well, well, you've got like 400 of them you you kind of run out of inspiration well that's one
0: of the first ones
1: people were saying the same crap about yokai world yeah they're like oh it's just a pokemon ripoff and it's like you, you morons it both comes from japanese mythology
0: my favorite was like the list this week showing the dragon quest monsters versus pokemon and how similar those two are And it's like, oh, yeah, those are all the same. (laughs) So really, this is going to come down to with Pal World. Did they steal the models or not? And the latest new updates we have is that the thread that accused them all of stealing models on Twitter was faked. And so we need somebody with credibility again to make a new thread that proves that, yes, the models were stolen or not. Um, And also, this really doesn't matter what we think on Twitter. It's what happens in court.
3: (laughs) And so we'll see so where it go. I thought Twitter was court.
0: No, apparently, no. Twitter no. and Reddit, believe it or not, not good legal sources.
3: I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? Mind I was blowed. surprised. Mind blown.
1: <laughs> Nor good services services for pet advice. Just oh. say it,
0: Kelly. Uh, did you okay, did Reddit so I, hurt you?
1: I, uh I, I, I asked.
3: S- Kelly? Where did they Where did they hurt I, you?
1: I asked a simple question in r rats about whether or not one can have pet rats when they have six cats, and the consensus was a resounding no, but also my thread got deleted for the crime of even broaching the subject of interaction between different species, including painting me in a light that made me look like an animal abuser when all I did was ask a question.
0: Well, you know how it works on Reddit. People don't come to Reddit actually genuinely asking questions. They come to Reddit looking for excuses to justify their already made decisions. So obviously that's what you were doing because... Because... Because...
1: (laughs) I flat out said that if I did not give a crap, I wouldn't have asked the question in the first place. I would have just done it.
0: That's what people making excuses say.
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure. It hey, is though wanna... they
0: they do they go they do make no, their I excuse understand. like <laughs> like I wouldn't have made the thread if I uh huh sure you no, realize I, that I doesn't have... prove anything right well yeah no, but like I'm also not guilty either but like no you're guilty because we said you are and it's our thread go away it's a private Discord
1: um it's just one of those things it's like well you locked down the thread before you even give me a chance yep. to say say my side uh so do you know th- how many thanks, these guys. threads they've
0: had they don't have time to deal with your thread
1: yeah so, that's the sad wh- truth of
0: it it's just they just they they're burnt out they can't deal with this so they just assume the worst lock the thread and move on because it's way easier than dealing with figuring out what the truth is
1: oh that's fine that's fine just it's say, sad I,
0: I, but at least you understand how it happens i guess i
1: understand i understand how it happens but i don't appreciate getting treated no like that for yeah. just asking a well, question. well who would yeah
0: <laughs> You shouldn't appreciate it. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, so do you want to hear this official statement from Nintendo? I have it up. Like, oh, from cool! Their site.
0: Do I need uh, to get up my statement from Nintendo about the the Project Waterfall games uh, or whatever? That
1: that was that was almost two decades ago.
0: I okay, go. I let it go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not letting it go. I still have it right here.
1: <laughs> Inquiries regarding other companies' games. We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. No We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future signed the pokemon company
0: yeah if there's one thing the pokemon company's been doing it's been bringing the world together whenever they announce and release a new game everyone just agrees uh, how good they are and that they made the right decisions
1: oh chris that's that's what i love about this whole controversy is people on twitter going yeah this nintendo this is what you get for releasing a subpar game somebody's gonna come along and make a better one and i'm sitting there thinking yeah, yeah. people have been trying to do a Pokemon killer since 1998. <laughs>
0: it's true.
1: <laughs> what, what makes you think that this one is any more special than the other? Yeah, you got them there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good
1: point. Uh, like the only it's one like that's everything.
0: Agreed. This is the dumbest controversy, and I'm so happy this is what we're upset about. I mean, there are real issues in the world today, but we're worried about the Pokemon game. Cool.
2: We're worried about that multi-billion-dollar company. You know, maybe not being infringed quite upon. As much
0: money. Yeah. <laughs> what will uh, What will the Pokemon company do? What will they do?
1: Uh, gift of Woody Harrelson wiping his tears with money. It's like
0: I get that the the laws need to be applied consistently, but these things were made to protect, not big ass companies like Nintendo they were made to protect the pal world side of things yeah but whatever it doesn't matter it's not even like pal world is small either they're all evil enjoy the games you like um unless you're breaking laws and crap i guess i don't know what the moral is maybe there isn't a good uh, moral the moral is don't play video games <laughs> I, Go no Chris. read a book <laughs> oh wait yeah, well, no we all- run a website uh play play Role-playing games, not survival-crafting games. That's the moral.
1: I was about to say, because all authors are completely innocent, too.
0: Listen, let's not even... <laughs> g- I don't want to talk about authors. I don't want to talk about artists, because then I have to talk about AI, and I don't want to... <sighs> Kelly, everyone's you know angry the, about everything.
1: The, the world sucks. Go go pet your cats. Go and, pet your cats. Enjoy-
0: or if, if you don't need them on your team anymore, craft a meat butcher, and then, you know... Palworld will censor the removal of the pet from your team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was Chris trying to traumatize there's Give me a panic attack Ow. this morning. I just got one shot. You deserve it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm also supremely bitter today because my copy of Like a Dragon won't get here until Sunday. Aww. Aww.
3: Mm, that's not good.
1: Uh, so I, I guess it'll give me a chance to finish Atelier Riza. I'm at the very end. Um, I, I just I'm I'm sucked into kind of like making good equipment for the final battle right now, even though the game has so far has just been piss easy. Like I haven't had any problems with fights, so this is pr- probably useless. But at some Don't at recall, some point, but
2: you're doing it anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, plus, plus I kind of finally, quote-unquote, got the alchemy system in, in a way, um, realizing that like the different nodes on the alchemy tree correlate to get, giving your items that, uh, better abilities. So I've been experimenting around with that, and I'm probably going to finish that game tonight if I don't get sucked into playing Pal World with Chris. Did I mention I you can got... catch humans? Oh,
0: you can catch people and put them to work in your farm.
2: So there's human
0: slavery in this game too. They're not very good. The animals are much better at everything. <laughs> so you just leave them in the polka box. <laughs> like, this, look at this guy. He's just wandering around doing nothing. Like, you suck, dude. Get back in your box. <laughs> You're not allowed out.
3: him uh, in there.
1: So, I mean, as- aside from that, I, I am. Almost, or I'm about two thirds of the way through uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I'm just about ready to take to go do the bi- big event that affects Sector Seven in a major way. Because I don't want to spoil the game for people that haven't played it. Okay. Um, you you know what I'm talking about, right, Chris?
0: Um, does it involve dinner plates?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I that was like right before I went to bed. Last night so I'm about to do that And that kind of paves the way to the end game Um, So I'm hoping To have that finished soon and then I might Take a little break and wait till it gets closer To the end of um, January before or February Before I do the the Eufy DLC So I'm I'm on a good track With that and then I'm still playing Soul Stone Survivors just as uh, I need To chill and take Out some aggression by by killing a bunch of things at once. Yeah. So um, I I finally got all of the weapons unlocked in that. Now I'm working on uh, finishing the skill trees, so that I can unlock the different skins. And then I think at that point I'll be done until they release new characters. Um, I, but I doing some of the other classes, you unlock a necromancer that is basically like Diablo necromancer, where you just run around and uh have dozens of skeletons on screen and they pretty much do all the damage for you.
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah. It's really fun. Um, but basically yeah, I've just been playing the same crap. I, I was hoping I would be able to talk a little bit about like a dragon, but no nope. Amazon decided to delay my shipment, which they've been horrible about lately. <laughs>
2: That That is why I bought my copy of it digitally, because I was afraid of, with it being a Friday, it might not – yeah. it, if it got delayed, it would be, you know, like next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I wanted – I mean I thought about doing that and canceling my order, but then I remembered I used a bunch of my Amazon credit to uh, knock down the price on that. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll just have to be patient. It's just <laughs> It's just annoying.
2: I got slightly nervous yesterday when I was trying to get it to download because uh, I bought the, whatever, the digital deluxe version that has the uh, new game plus mode. But when I went to go like, you know, start the download, like I couldn't find, you know, I'm like going to the digital deluxe page in the Microsoft store and it just like is like, yeah, yeah, you can buy it for ninety bucks. I'm like, no, I already bought it. Like we for whatever reason, even though I had bought the digital deluxe, it was like saved in the store as just the uh base game plus the DLC that gives you the all, all the extra stuff in the digital deluxe. So you had to go and like individually download those.
1: Yeah, this is the future that Microsoft wants.
0: <laughs> it's a future we deserve. <laughs> Cause we're too focused on complaining about pal world instead of like bad store practices. Ugh!
2: (laughs) tell me about it. But uh, man, uh, the, the, the beginning of like of dragon, it is incredibly long. I played it for like three and a half hours. I'm still not out of the, uh, the, the section where it's still kind of like guiding you along. So the, the map has still not opened up. Um, like, it opens with, like, the little hint that you're kind of going to go to Hawaii. But, like, I am still in Yokohama, um, kind of, like, dealing with uh, Ichiban's, like, backstory, I guess, of how the heck he ends up in Hawaii. You know, like, it, it, it's basically catching you up on everything that's happened from for Ichiban from the end of 7 up till, you know, like, where this game starts finally taking off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, Ichiban is now gotten a job at the hello work and he's helping other people get work and he's you know trying to like live up to uh you know his uh mentors uh idea of like trying to help out the yakuza who have been you know like uh thrown out um because of the dissolution of the uh the the main yakuza groups at the end of the last game and you know like spoilers (laughs) whoopsie (laughs) whoopsie I mean, that was right at the beginning of the game that they talked about that was happening. But um, the so like the game just kind of opens up with someone like cutting together. It's like an evil YouTuber, basically cutting together some uh, some video that people have taken him doing that and if like done it up is like a huge story like, Oh, the Yakuza has infiltrated, you know, the city's hello work and the work program. And now he's, you know, like basically running a Yakuza, you know, uh, Ichiban is running a Yakuza front. So he gets fired. And now it's all about like trying to, you know, like cat catch on to the people who had set him up. And I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know how the heck this ends with them ending up in Hawaii, but that's going to be interesting to see. Um, The combat, though, like I love the changes that they've made to the combat. So, you know, like they kind of showed it in the uh, original uh, videos for it that they had modified it. You remember in the first game, Kelly, like your character kind of wandered around, but you had no control over it. Mm -hmm. And so you if you kind of like waited for your character to move and the enemy to move a little bit, like you could sometimes take advantage of like knocking them out into the street to get hit by a car and -hmm. stuff like that. Well, this one, they just give your character like a circle that they can move in and then all of your regular physical attacks and then some some of your special attacks will have – you know a directionality to them all your main attacks are just going to go you know like knock a character back straight and so you can kind of move around in the circle and like line it up so that you can you know like knock the enemy into one of your other characters or knock them into the wall or knock them into one of the other enemies and do like lots of extra damage so the i the combat is a lot of fun just kind of like taking these regular attacks and being like, it's almost like lining them up like bowling pins and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to take out three of these enemies all at once. So (laughs) I love that.
1: It sounds like they took a cue from Trails a little bit. And, you know, it's Trails' turn-based combat, but also has like AOE and movement and stuff like that.
2: It does, although it's much much more fast-paced and fluid than Trails. Trails is still, you know, like it's very... Um, slow and turn-based, this one, I mean, like, and in, in Trails, you always have to kind of make the decision of, like, okay, do I want to move, or do I want to uh, attack, or do a, do a, a spell? This one, you're, you're, every single time you get a turn, you're able to move around within the circle that's around your character. So you can, you're always just, like, lining up these little, like, bonus attacks, you get little bonuses. If you're really close to the enemy, you'll do more damage. Or, you know, like I said, if you can line them up and knock them into a wall, it's going to do more damage. It, I don't know. Like, it makes it a lot more fun and a lot more engaging than the original one. Where if you wanted to do any of that the in the first game, like, if you are wanting to do that, those kind of, like, combo attacks or pick up weapons, you know, like, you almost had to just kind of, like – Wait around for your character to kind of like, OK, I think now if he, I, I do an attack right now, he'll run up, he'll run past that, you know, bicycle and hopefully he'll pick it up and whack someone with it. Now it's just a matter of like, OK, if I want to whack someone with a bicycle, I just move my character over next to the bicycle. There's even a little indication like, oh, hey, you're close enough to use this this thing as part of your attack. And then, it, you know, like your character will pick it up and whack people with it.
1: Oh, that that's brilliant.
2: It's way it's a much better implementation of the the turn based combining it still with the old style of Yakuza where you're like picking up all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome.
2: A great addition. And then, you know, like the, the, the game still hasn't opened up yet, so I haven't done too much side stuff. I was like doing my usual like, okay, there's the Sega arcade. Let's go. Wander through that. I was playing Sega Bass Fishing last night, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think I. I always love that in the uh, the Yakuza games where it's you know like I didn't play that much arcade when I was a kid because I was I lived in the middle of nowhere where there were you know no not not much in the way of arcade games and to mm-hmm. see this stuff I'm like. Bass fishing as an arcade game just like blows my mind. That 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 announcer like screaming fish every time you actually manage to cap catch a fish on the line. It's just bizarre. Um, the game is also like like incorporated kind of like a persona style like uh, uh, personality system. So each time you do different things, like it increases your your intelligence or your charisma or stuff like that. And so I was like playing the, 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 the bass fishing and I think it like it said it increased my charisma. And I'm like, I, I don't think there's anyone who's played Sega bass fishing in the arcade and it has increased your charisma. So
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't think that that's how that works game.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, unless they're just incredibly impressed at your mad fishing skills.
2: Maybe, maybe got the awesome fishing skills and you're like oh wow that's a cool dude no no that, that's definitely not it
1: <laughs> i might have to try the best fishing when i i finally boot that up because usually i go straight for either the virtual fighter or the uh fantasy zone
2: yeah 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 they almost hey. always have virtual fighter and fantasy zone in there and then those, then it's just like what other things they pull out of the old, you know, like they always bounce around and we'll have some new stuff. They had the Sonic Fighter in was that in seven or was that in am I thinking of uh,
1: I think Judgments? That was that, I think that was in one of the judgments.
2: Maybe that was in the judgments where I was like, I, I totally didn't even know this thing existed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do they have the UFO catchers?
2: Uh always. They okay. always have UFO catchers, always. Because there, been... there will almost always be a side story where there's some kid or some girl or something where you have to catch, you know, like a, a UFO, you know, get one of the prizes out of it as as part of the side story.
1: Because that's my dumb little thing is I have to get one of each stuffed animal out of the UFO catcher <laughs> and then get a false sense of, well, I'm good at these. I can do this in real life. No, I can't.
2: No. <laughs> Isn't that one of the things in Japan where where or not is that one of the ones where if you you know like you put a bunch of money in you 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 know like and you haven't got one they'll they'll kind of like go and make the it sympathy? easier for you to get one. I don't
0: think so. No, well, no. maybe I mean if that's up to the people who run the place, I guess.
1: You can watch YouTube videos to kind of get some hints at like what you need to do to do some of them, but for the most part, you're on your own. <laughs> um, th- there's a lot of stuff in there about you know, center of gravity and uh, pressure points and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And just, like, how you have to line it up so that you're actually catching something, that, that the hooks can actually catch on to something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really good at the American-style ones, but the Japanese ones are crazy.
2: But, like, I the, the game, I mean, you know, like, I haven't gotten very far into it because it just came out yesterday, but, like, I am... I'm digging the changes that they've made so far. I think it I think it looks fantastic. I just can't wait to, like, push on and have the game open up so that I can kind of see how, the, how on earth they, from where they're starting, how they actually get to Hawaii.
1: I think he's going to get stuck on a shipping container.
2: Well, I mean, we know, <laughs> you know like, we've, we've seen the video of him showing up in Hawaii, you know, showing up on the beach buck naked. So <laughs> how the heck that happens how we get from here to there i don't know i can't wait to see mystery I, must be solved
1: i i'm gonna be surprised if it's not like a, sh- a shipping container accident or something <laughs> that just sounds like it's set up for that
0: it does all right phil i think you're up what up what up
3: what up
1: you're really ex- you're really you were really excited about something this week.
3: So excited! It's so good. It's so much better than this Pokemon thing everyone keeps talking about, or Pallyman, or whatever they're called. Yeah, Pallyman.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, who's playing Pallyman? Su- oh, Suiko man. What was the Suiko man?
0: What's the uh, Yakuza one? Sujiman. Uh, Sujiman.
3: Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know why.
0: Just talk about 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 what you like, what you're playing.
3: (laughs) What am I playing? I don't remember. No, so you guys might remember last time I was on the show, I was talking about trying to find a a fun MMO. Mm -hmm. And I was dabbling in Lord of the Rings. I had gotten ickied on WoW. I was jumping back into 14, and nothing was really scratching that itch. And then a couple of weeks ago, we saw the news. That city of of Heroes home uh, homecoming uh, private servers had been given an official license from NCSoft. And this is kind of mind blowing because there's plenty of private Wait, server versions of different MMOs that are out there. Really, really what?
0: They really got an actual license from NCSoft. Insta- yeah. it's Insta- on the news. Are they not playing the, the game anymore? Are they not running that game anymore?
3: All right, so let's let's start over at the beginning. Back in 2004, uh, City of Heroes had come out, sold a whopping 350 thousand copies um and uh and then um uh, by 2006 i took them two years to get to that point so it wasn't a super commercial success they kept it going till about 2012 tried different approaches microtransactions everything in between none of it really took so they shut it down in 2012 people got hold of the code as they often do and they opened up private servers and there's quite a number of private servers and some some of them even have different classes and stuff and are trying different things but you can go down there and play one of those and i had actually so i had played the game when it came out for like six months and then i dabbled in a private server here and there uh, in between but i always knew being a private server that was never officially blessed it could get unplugged at any time so I, I i didn't want to spend a lot of time in it so fast forward to a couple of weeks ago and I saw this news that City of Heroes had been given an official license from NC. They had worked something out within Seasoft and had an official license. This community driven project had the official green light, which I've never heard of any company officially blessing. Usually they just ignore you, occasionally they shut you down. But in this case, nope, they have an official license. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's free to play because obviously it's just run by the community. They're not allowed to make money off of it. Uh, they, they do take donations, but they have a very strict. Amount That they're allowed to take and they post exactly what their expenses are. It's all above the board. Uh, And once they receive X number of donations, they or dollars of donations, they close it down. Uh, There's no pay to win or anything in the game. Uh, There's actually a joke about that. (laughs) But but the game is 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 completely and totally free to play uh and and so i downloaded it and it is so good it's everything i remember and then some because they have made some improvements the community has added content to it there's a couple of classes that weren't in there when i was playing back in the day and, okay. and it's, it's been really really great the um first off for those of you i you know i realize this game is like <laughs> this game's like 20 years old there's people who listening to this who weren't even bored when it came out and a lot of uh, maybe even some who it was shut down before they were even uh you know really getting into mmos so city of heroes is a is an mmo where you get to play a superhero or supervillain uh in this completely uh different world it's not tied in a dc comics or marvel comics and i actually think that really l- it lends to its charm you can play uh something like dc universe i think marvel has some sort of counterpart but uh those, especially with all the movies and everything, I think people are really fatigued on a lot of those universes. City of Heroes just feels so fresh by comparison because it's just completely out of left field. It's got its own storyline and stuff that's pretty interesting if you're into comic book stuff. And a lot of writing. Like there are story arcs in the game that I'm actually paying attention to what's being said. It's good Saturday morning comic book uh, pop popcorn type of stuff. It's not going to blow your mind away or anything like that. Or you can just ignore and just play play the missions and stuff. When you start off with the game, you make your superhero or villain and the character customization is incredible. Uh, it just blows away so many modern games that only give you a handful of selections and then want to charge you microtransactions for more. This thing has dozens, if not over a hundred different Basic costume templates to start with, and then you can customize those those templates. Like you can pick a kung fu outfit, for example, and then pick what design you want on it. It's a 2004 game, so you're not going to see super high end textures and high polygon counts. Uh, but but it's 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 got so much for you to pick from. Gog for everything from like goggles to wings and tails and everything else. I uh, people who played Wrath of the Righteous, there's a character named Arushale. I created a um, Arushale. Using their custom builder uh, to play originally in the game and people are like, oh my gosh, it looks just like her. That's that's how much choice it gives you. I made a Psylocke. People are like, that looks just like Psylocke from X-Men. You, you, you just got so much you can do there. A friend of mine plays a cat with a big, huge sword. He looks like a big, huge lion that's about to whack the crap out of you. It's it's all there. Um you have a ton of different classes to cover all kinds of play styles. If you want to be a a tanky person, if you want to be a tanky person that does a lot of damage, you want to be a brood. If you just want to be someone who absorbs a lot of damage, you can be a tanker. Um, They've got everything from stealthy assassins to, uh, to, to blasters who blast you from a distance. Uh, You can pick, you can pick the flavors that are more solo focused or that are more group focused. Uh, And even, even when you, get it down to a certain class. Uh, like Mastermind, for example, is a pet class that has a bunch of whatever's running around. Then you have to pick which kind you want. So under just Minion Master, which is one of like 12 different classes, you can be a Robot Master, a Zombie Master, a Kung Fu Master with little ninjas following you around everywhere. You, you get to pick what kind of, you, and each one of these have different power sets, and that's your primary power set. And then you have a secondary power set, which supports your primary power set. And the mixing of matches of, of these different Power sets means that there's a lot of combinations and a lot of room for finding what you want uh, and playing around with it. Uh, and because it's a private server, they got like 1,000 character slots. So you got plenty of room uh, to fart around and and, and try what you want to do. Your time's never really wasted. If you don't like that character, usually you can take the quest rewards and send them to your other character. And and, and so you, your time's never, never wasted there. They have um, uh, one of the running jokes of I mentioned the the pay to win aspect of the game. So uh, later on towards the end of our life cycle, they were trying all kinds of of different uh, monetization dealios, including like uh, rewards for being subscribed for so many months and microtransactions. And most of them were. Aesthetic or to help you through like the one through 20 process, which usually goes by pretty quick, anyways. So now there's a vendor at the villain and hero starting areas that literally says pay P2W vendor. (laughs) And you can go, (laughs) I think the creator, the, the the community put this in here. And this vendor sells all of the stuff that they used to sell for cold hard cash or or for being subscribed for a certain period of time. Most of those things, you can just click on it, and it'll automatically add it to your inventory for free. Uh, Some of them, uh, the more powerful or stuff that lasts longer, they charge you in-game currency for. But um, uh, one of the things I like to get is double XP. So there's a double XP there if you want to turn off your money gain uh, from from defeating foes. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. And on a couple of servers, they got double XP going on right now. They're trying to encourage people to go to certain servers because they're getting slammed from the news. So they're trying to push people to... Uh, I'm on the EU server uh, and I really haven't had any lag issues or anything like that. So you can get double XP on top of double XP. So it basically it's triple XP. Um, but uh, so leveling's been pretty easy. The One of the things I really, really enjoy about it is the way questing works uh it i can't believe like just playing this game I'm like wow why why is it the modern games don't really have something like this so you have these story arcs you'll go to a contact he'll start you off on a story arc they usually run three to five missions usually with a boss fight at the end or something along those lines or an epic quest of some sort when you get done with that story arc you'll get merit uh, merit rewards those merit rewards can be exchanged for very valuable Commodities to help you upgrade your gear and stuff and for a new character who's broke can be sold for lots and lots of money. So it's a really um, great incentive to run through those story arcs and there's all kinds of different story arcs. What's interesting about City Heroes is when you're in those little dungeons, each each of the you get like a, a list of like five missions in a row. Some of them will be defeat so many monsters outside, but most of them are go inside. We call them door missions because you go inside a building with a door. You go into you go inside this. Basically, it might be a warehouse, might be a sewer, uh, might be uh, a technology lab. The buildings tend to have multiple configurations, or maybe they're even procedurally generated. Uh, it's hard for me to tell, but because there's so many of them. But they are always mixing things up. And I just did this quest, for example, where I had to fight this villain at the ending, Frostfire. And in his lair, it was the typical office maze that they do. But there was ice all over the place. And it causes you to slip and slide all over. And uh, when you fight him and everyone's slipping, even the villains are slipping. The villains are slipping from left to right. It's just so funny. It's 2004 jankiness to a degree. Um but just see it, everyone slipping, sliding like they're on some Batman, uh, the, the old uh, nineteen sixty-seven Batman comedy hero thing, where they're all slipping and trying to hit each other. It, it was just, it was just hilarious. It, it was so much fun. The different quest lines, some of them feel like they're dialing it in, but some of them are really cool and different. And that you can rerun them by going. There's a time, uh, place where you can run with your friends and run these together, and I'll get the rewards at the end. Uh, and they last anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours. Uh, and so if you got some friends online, you're like, "Hey, let's go! Let's go do one of these. We can do one of these quests." The the quest automatically rank up for the number of people in your party. Furthermore, if you've just got a really good build, there's so much room for your build in this game. I, I can't even begin to explain. Like in most MMOs, it feels like it's just like, okay, well, I'm playing Final Fantasy. Oh, I got a new piece of gear. My, my, my healing affinity goes up by five percent. Woohoo! You know, Woo! it, 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 yeah. And there's not a lot of build diversity, right? At the end of the day, you're, you're playing a guy. You're just gonna go for the gear that has plus strength on it. It's not like you got a lot of choice anyways. You're, you're basically getting what drops. Oh, this has a higher gear score. I'm going to take that. In City of Heroes, you don't get gear. You get enhancements. You will have all these different powers. You might be able to shoot lasers. You might be able to put up electric shields. You might be able to run faster. You might be able to fly. That's another really cool thing about the game are the travel powers. You can fly. You can run fast. You can do super jump. This game respects your time. When You have a mission that's going all over the place. Uh, you You will get there fast, and you'll do it like Superman or whoever, the Hulk who jumps from place to place, you're gonna be able to to do that. It's gonna feel awesome. But each of these have enhancement slots and you need to buy special enhancements to improve them. There's enhancements that increase your accuracy, increase the recharge rate, increase the special effects of a power, increase defensive rating of defensive powers, and you can mix and match these however you want. And as you level up, you decide which powers get more enhancement slots so they can be enhanced further. And you never have enough to max them all out. So you have meaningful RPG decisions what? to make in terms of your build. I know. Crazy. This is this is so satisfying to me after playing moderate MMOs where I don't make any decisions really about my gear. It's really just like… You're just gonna keep buying, you know, every few levels you buy something that has a higher gear score and that's it. That's the end of the day. There's not a big difference between having plus agility or plus strength, I suppose. If you're playing a fighter, you better get plus strength. If you're playing a rogue, you better get plus agility. And there's a slight difference between having those two on those two characters. That's it. But in City of Heroes, you know, having uh, you know, your first your your first weapons doing and plus accuracy versus making more of a focus on your defense. I'm playing a corruptor. Corruptor has really good support <laughs> skills in their primary. Uh, and they do uh, really good attack skills in their secondary. Where I put my enhancement slots dictates whether I'm a better team player or I'm a better soloist, and or I can go half and half. And then I got to decide where I'm going more for accuracy or faster attacking. Am I going to burn through my? Am I going to be a bursty character that's going to burn through my endurance quickly and try to take things down quick, or am I taking a more conservative approach so I can get through long fights without you know feeling exhausted? So much choice there. And then on top of that, you've got consumables. And most MOs that i played, consumables are like, oh, you, you can buy a couple of healing potions at the auction house. They got a bit of a cooldown, and you know, they don't even heal that much, and that's about it. That's all I use consumables for. I know if you do high-end raiding, you have to be probably a little bit more proactive with some of those. But in leveling up and stuff, it's like, eh. But in City of Heroes, you get inspirations. And these inspirations are huge. They're things like plus 25% damage for a minute, plus 25% accuracy, uh, you know, plus defense, plus endurance. You know, he, he, here's a big heal for 25 or 50% of your life. Resurrection on the spot. They're big, big, big items. And they just come dropping into your inventory as you kill monsters. And there's a they're, they're always on the screen for you to consume and use. You can only hold so many. So if you just hoard them, you're wasting potential. They last for like 30 seconds or a minute each or whatever have you. So as you're getting full, you might as well use some as you're even killing the trash mobs because it will help you get through the trash mobs even faster. Uh, And the game allows you to pick how difficult your dungeons are. You can pick plus one level, plus two levels, minus one level, whatever. So knowing that your character is this good at maybe soloing or maybe if you're running with a good group of friends who are built well, you can bump that up. And if you're really good at using your consumables along the way, maybe you can bump it up a little bit more and get more XP, better rewards, and the such as you play through. That makes the game and the leveling process so much more exciting than when I'm playing some of these other games where it's just like, well, I'm level 50, I'm fighting level 50 stuff. Okay, this is kind of boring because there's not a lot of challenge. Like playing World of Warcraft, there's no challenge until I got to Heroics, and even then, you have to really bump them up. Um, uh, and and Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, the solo questers just kind of going through the same rotation all the time. They, the difficulty feels pretty much samesy-samesy as you go through. But not in this game, man. Whew. If you're getting bored, just crank up the difficulty. And, and then you have to, to to play your class better. And And it pushes you push yourself to play harder missions if you want. And then in doing that, you're going to look for ways to make your builds better. Even if you're a soloing, even if you're not into playing big group or in-game content, just in going through the leveling up process. I I just it just blows my mind now I'm kind of back into this I'm just like this is what I've been looking for I I don't understand why other games don't really have it I kind of saw a little bit with Lord of the Rings online I was very fascinated when I was getting into that that there was an NPC you can talk to that will increase the difficulty of the mobs in the world in exchange for greater rewards I thought that was really really good Um, this kind of does the same thing but on a bigger scale. Uh, you can not only increase the difficulty of monsters, you can also increase the number of the monsters and mix and match. So if you're playing more of an AoE specialist, you can set it to times two or times three monsters, but keep the levels low. So you can do it however you want. And of course, there's mid-maxers who've already figured out how to run the max setting, which is uh, times eight players at time uh, plus four levels. <laughs> That's the max you could do. And of course, people have figured that out, you know, in-game. So... It, it has just been—it's just been super fun. I've been playing with friends. I've been playing. We, we, there's a scene called Task Force, which are kind of like story arcs but bigger and with more epic fights that you run with the group from beginning to end with big rewards at the end. Uh, we, we've just been really getting into it and doing these uh, things. If you're, if you're interested, uh, feel free to take take a look. Just Google up City of Heroes Homecoming. Like I say, completely free to play. If you want to join, my friends and I were on the reunion server. So that's the server you'd want to join up if you want to be able to play with us. It's also very easy to change your characters from server to server. You get five free transfers every three days. So you don't have to worry about your server being a final big, huge choice or anything like that. The game, by the way, uh, lets you respec every 10 levels. Plus there's ways to get more respecs. Nice. So that you're not even locked into like, oh, I picked the wrong things. Go in, make your favorite type of character and just have a bunch of fun with it. There, there's it's a ton of fun it is old school there is some old school jank to it it doesn't have a bunch of it doesn't have dungeon finder it, it, people have to do the uh looking for group channel type of thing uh that you know sometimes some of the quests feel a little buggy we had somebody who got stuck in the ceiling uh with that that we had to finally figured out how to get them out um you, you you do have a couple little things here and there. And it doesn't explain itself on some of the bigger things. Uh, the wiki, there's wikis. Uh, there's a huge support community in the Discord. They have a City of Heroes Discord server, Homecoming for uh, the Homecoming ser- uh, Discord server. And they've been extremely helpful for helping answering my questions. Uh, and if you jump in, uh, look me up on Discord at JCServant. Uh, I'd be happy. Or come, better yet, rpgamer.com forward slash Discord. Join our Discord server there and, and then tag me. Uh, I'll be happy to answer. Uh, any questions you may have, and if you want to, jump into Reunion. I've been giving people new player tours and showing them like where the pay-to-win vendor is at, explaining what it does, how to make your first uh, million uh, currency. It's called Influence as the Currency, how to make your first million influence, which is going to set you up for being able to level up tunes without worrying about money, uh, things like that. So I'm always happy to help out new people. And we do have a hero supergroup together, and we're putting together one on the villain side as well. A supergroup is basically a guild. So,
1: well, thank you for that pitch. TED
3: Talk, Phil. Right?
1: <laughs> right? So, so I need to know what kind of powers that you can pick. Because I, my power fantasy is shape-shifting. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I did see... I thought I saw something about shape-shifting somewhere, but I've never dived into it, so I, I don't know too much about it myself. What is really interesting... Is costuming is a big part of the game, as you can imagine. You get like five or ten, somewhere in between there, costume slots. What I just discovered a couple of days ago is so a lot of people have like a their Clark Hensler dressed up like a you know a suit and tie, and then they'll have Mm -hmm. a Superman outfit or whatever. What's really interesting is there is literally three dozen animations for changing your outfit. That you can pick from. So when you click the button, like your character may throw a ball on the ground, disappear in a puff of smoke, and when the or when the smoke dissipates, they're in their new outfit. Or they'll zip around like Wonder Woman and suddenly they change it to a new outfit or make magic sparkles like Sailor Moon.
1: Did, is there a rip your shirt off option? <laughs> I,
3: I, I don't know. That that's probably beyond the graphic engine, but who knows? Th- there uh, should be. Yeah. It is. It has been really, really it's really, really um, really good so uh uh, yeah yeah but there is uh yeah i don't know about uh, that would be a way to kind of make like a transformation type of thing especially like my friend who's playing like the more animalistic uh creature a guy if he had like a human look in one costume slot and then did some sort of animation and then he comes out looking like a worgen or something from world of warcraft
1: so I, I was thinking shape shifting like uh, Beast Boy from Teen Titans.
0: Mm. So,
1: so you just turn turn into animals. Basically, and you can like, turn wow. into
0: any form of water you want to, Kelly. Oh, no, that, that's the
1: that's wrong probably, character. <laughs> that's uh, probably
3: pushing it.
1: No, like uh, like a wild druid.
3: Yeah, there is like a there's So that one of the control controllers, by the way, are very powerful in this game. The ability to lock down monsters is much stronger than most MMOs I played. Uh, there is plant controllers who call up vines, thorns, uh, plant creatures, and the such from the ground and tie up enemies and attack enemies. Um, but as far as transformations themselves, like Beast Boy, no, I haven't. I haven't seen uh, anything like that myself. Uh, but there's tons of different. There's there's a plant power set. There's uh like uh, my robot lady has dark miasmas, her support power, so she's calling up tendrils of darkness and black holes, and shooting rays of dark energy. Uh, my blaster character is fire and ice. My Sentinel is energy blaster, so thing kind of like Iron Man shooting beams of energy that push it not only do damage but push enemies back so they have a hard time getting to me because I just keep blasting them away. Uh, my uh, my brute is all fire, so constantly has a, a fire circle around them and uh, does all kinds of damage over time abilities. Uh, Arouchellet is an archer. so actually I thought that was kind of the uh, the least. Impressive power set because you're just like pew 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 in a world with lots of lasers and fire beams and plants coming out of the ground. But I finally got uh, this thing called explosive arrow. Now you're thinking so far these arrows are literally it's just a wooden bow and wooden arrows that barely stick at enemies. They do some damage, but it just looks unimpressive. So I'm thinking oh explosive arrows they probably put a little bit of TNT on there you know or something like that maybe a little flame. Uh-uh they put a freaking nuclear warhead on the tip of that arrow because when there's an explosion it's like this big old nuclear bomb the whole screen shakes you thought i just wiped out you know half a city of population but the graphic's so impressive the damage is okay honestly i, I don't have respect well for damage and more of a support character but the but the graphic visual just made you think i wiped out half the villains on the, on the planet because <laughs> it's so it's so crazy. Uh Sonic Screamer. My other support characters is Sonic Screamer, like Banshee from the X-Men.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm just, you're talking about having bow and arrows. I'm just sitting here thinking about Hawkeye from Age of Ultron. It's like, I'm fighting giant robots with a bow and arrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like he kind of knows how, I, I don't know how uh, screwed he is. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. that's how I took that line in that movie. <laughs> see so, so now I'm just wondering how close you can get to the justice League legally without
3: actually the legally know.
0: distinct judge justice league
3: yeah there, there was some concerns about that here uh um, when it came, I out? Remember when it came yeah. out when it came out when it came out was a huge uh thing to do, and I think there was a couple that were just really too spot on and plus they were like named after them that they they kind of censored to some way degree I forget what they did. But for the most part, there was a lot of people who were like really close and they never bugged once. You know, I'm literally running around. The, people you know, made
0: Wolverine.
3: Yeah. They I did. I remember make Wolverine. that. Yeah. It has claw. Like they have a claw option. You can be. It's very
0: you, clearly they enabled you to make Wolverine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So super, super, super. Oh, my gosh. I could go on and on and on and talk about, you know, more about the crafting system and the auction house and all this other fun stuff they been having fun with. But um uh this is this is like oh, this is the mmo which i've been looking to to scratch remember one of my main complaints about wow was i didn't feel needed as a healer here everyone kind of feels you know needed a, a balanced team or at least one that has really good synergy is going to do a lot better than than one that does not so playing a more of a support role whether you're a controller or a healer and you, you don't have to have a healer on the team they don't necessarily have this holy trinity that's so strict But generally speaking, it does help depending on your size of group. If you do have a a tank person that can get a hold of the aggro and keep it off your more squishy members, uh, allowing your squishy members to be more focused on damage and having their builds more damage oriented instead of having to waste slots on defense. Uh, But that's, again, like it's up to you and your friends and your own character and how you make it. But there's just so much there that you can do. The controllers as I mentioned before, really strong in this game, and they lock enemies down. Having a controller in your party is just as good, if not better, than a healer who offsets damage because controllers keep that damage from happening to begin with as they keep those mobs locked down while every, you know, everybody else is is doing what they do. But a controller by themselves doesn't fare very well because eventually those monsters do break through and or they've got ranged attacks, so the squishy controller gets their rear end handed to them uh, if they're alone. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's just so much I could go on, and on, but it's super super fun.
1: I'm also thinking about a, a Batman class where your superpower is you're just rich.
3: Well, they have uh, they do have plenty of like so they do have like plenty of different types of origins and one of them is just you're, you know are your parents for being a mutant are they from uh, you know from from magic and one of them is just like just training you know like that's Batman right <laughs> and you, you'll you'll pick up things like you know. Uh, Archery, you can be like Hawkman, Uh, devices like Batman, you'll have like Caltrops, you'll have like web grenades, uh, shocking sticks, things like that. So you don't really, you know, you kind of fit that mold of the, I was just rich enough to afford all these gizmos and or, you know, focus solely on my training all my life because I didn't have to work for a living. So.
1: Sorry, Chris, were you shooing a cat away?
3: I think so. That was me (laughs) shooing a cat. Sorry.
1: Oh.
0: Are we ready to move on to our feedback?
1: Um, I believe we are.
0: Let's do it.
3: Feedback.
1: Uh, um, our question of the week last week what pre-owner, but, bre- nah, I can't mm-hmm. talk. What pre-order bonus made you not want to buy a game? From Tracer 3, I find that digital art is the reason I will avoid a pre-order. Another reason is if, uh, if it has a pre-order season pass i will i figure i will wait until it will be cheaper to pick up later that was our only real answer
2: okay a good reason wait for the game of the year edition
3: yeah Yeah, that's that's totally fair (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) we're talking about before the show well xbox may be getting rid of physical media so oh really how much longer again Mm. That, that that that's what they were you know that was part of the activision blizzard uh, uh layoffs that that they were also just canning their whole uh division of the company that worked on physical media
1: yeah uh that 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 kind of sucks for physical only people like me i mean i i buy digital games but i very rarely ever pay full price for them Yeah. Um, just because you know, I I think digital games should be cheaper. There, there's no overhead, you know, no 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 real inventory or cost of production for for that. And I I think that the savings should be passed along to the customers, and they aren't.
2: True, yeah. although I don't know how much savings there is on that. Most of the cost is in the actual development of the game, really. Yeah. These days, yeah.
3: I don't think there's that much cost in like the disc. Well, and yeah, and then. Then if you're interested something like Steam and they're taking a 30% cut, um, I don't know how that necessarily compares to your overhead cost with physical media and then trying it through yeah. games, GameStop. You know, like there's so many moving pieces there. I mean, ultimately, of course, you know, the the market decides how much it's willing to pay for games. And then, then developers look at that and go, is that is there room to make profit in there? If not, then we shouldn't make it if that's all the market can bear. But yeah, it's kind of in I'm with you though. I was kind of like when it first when it first happened. This movie was happening. I'm like, wait a minute. I can pay sixty dollars and get this game with all this physical collateral, or I can pay sixty dollars and get it on Steam. Huh. Hmm, I think I'll take the physical collateral version. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to use it because it's more stuff. I just
0: I need more stuff.
3: I do. I do. And then I do. then I realize you, I have no more you space don't. for it. I yeah. keep that. Uh, then I buy the Steam version yeah. now. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if some of that on Xbox side is just that Game Pass
2: itself is almost too successful. Like, if mm-hmm. you are if you have an Xbox and you are using it a lot, you probably have Game Pass. And thus, you know, most of the exclusive stuff you're probably already getting digitally for free. Or, well, not free out of your subscription. So, there I, may be I mean, less, less incentive to have the physical on that particular side rather than yeah. some of your um, Nintendo.
1: Yeah, and and I think Game Pass is a is a much better deal if you are in the Xbox environment, especially if you like to play a huge variety of stuff. I'm, you know, being an RPG gamer, I, I'm kind of like, well, I play one thing for like two months and then move on. Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily a great value for my playstyle.
2: Although the plus side of Game Pass for even for gamers is that a lot of that smaller indie stuff gets snapped up over there as well. So mm-hmm. you can kind of like dabble in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even Palworld, World. <laughs> Which isn't per se as small an indie, but, you know, like you can still kind of like dabble in it over in, on Xbox.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so should I say our new question of the week? Yes, or should please. I wait so I, no, yes. Okay. introduce it to him. Um. So our new question of the week, we have a news story later that we can just move up to now. Uh, the, the 3DS and Wii U online services are ending um, at, when does it say? Uh, April 8th, 2024. Um, that means that there will no longer be online play, rankings, data distribution, and the Nintendo Badge Arcade. Oh, I thought that that already died. Me too. Um,
0: or a little Badge Rabbit.
1: Yeah.
3: We uh, hardly knew ye.
1: Um, Street Pass will continue as it connects to other 3DS handhelds locally, but Spot Pass will come to an end as it requires an online collection. Um, features for the Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transporter will still be available, but it is unknown for how long. Um, third-party publishers will need to be contacted to find out if their services will continue. Somehow I doubt it. Um,
0: Your services
1: if they are no longer dead.
0: required.
1: Yeah. So, what? No more Monster Hunter, I suppose.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, everybody's sitting here thinking, like, do,
0: do, does it still work?
1: <laughs> I, I figured most most everybody moved on to Rise or World.
3: You know, I I was when Monster Hunter World was out uh, and the such. Uh, uh, I remember uh, my, uh, Mike Apps and I got a hair a butt, and we decided we wonder if Monster Hunter Three is still try still, Yeah, no, it was still running. Hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if 4 and and DS generations somehow were were still a thing. And there was people there like looking to help you and stuff. It was like, oh, just people there, just great community.
1: See, even, uh, and it makes me wonder if the Japanese servers are still up for those since those games are more crazy popular over there. Hmm. I don't know it's an interest I mean I'm I'm sure ad hoc play is still available just not the online
3: yeah, stuff. yeah. you could always you could always do monster Hunter, you could always be like hey we're in the same room we're going to use that wireless whatever it was called and and play it that way ad hoc yeah
1: Oh and I guess that means that like the P- Pokemon online uh battling and trading and stuff is probably going away too so um, that, that that ties into our question of the week are uh, what are your favorite 3DS and or um, Wii U memories
3: for and
1: me. my yeah my best Rip one you. Is, uh playing pokemon x and y for the first time and realizing that i could trade over the internet without any issue
2: mm. um, i i have a lot of fun memories for the Wii U i know no it had that disastrous Short run, but I always really like that. You know, it was kind of slightly ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. I I still lament the loss of uh, the eShop that we used to have on the Wii U because I mean that was that was kind of where I I never played much GBA. I never directly had a Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. So having the GBA on the all the GBA games in the eShop on the Wii U was always so much fun. I got got to play a lot of GBA games and you know, you could play them on the gamepad while you like had something on the T V in the background it was mm-hmm. really fun. But then again, I, I do remember the the downsides of it too, like trying to play uh Xenoblade Chronicles X.
1: <laughs> oh God! God oh.
2: The, the terrible fonts in that game and i remember trying to play it like you know trying to play it on the gamepad while i had you know like something on on the tv and like you think the fonts were terrible on the tv screen try try reading them on the gamepad you know like oh. three inches from your face like what on earth does that thing say <laughs> i <laughs>
1: no, and it
2: think it was oh, go so... ahead
1: sorry I think the only thing I ever played on like strictly on the gamepad uh, without doing the TV was uh, Mario maker because you had to yeah but and everything else I hated that screen so much
2: <laughs> it had some good ideas just almost nobody you know really used it I mean one of the few ones that was outside of uh, Nintendo, like, I remember, like, uh, playing the Deus Ex version on Wii U, which mm. was I, honestly my favorite version of the that, that Deus Ex reimagining. Uh, was that Human Revolution? Or is that, that was a Mankind Divided, wasn't it? I can't I
3: think remember so. which one
2: was which. Um, but, like, you know, like, they, so much of that game is, like, sneaking around and you, just by putting the map on that second screen, you could see where all the enemies were and you could kind of just like, you didn't have to go into the pause menu to look at the map. You could just kind of like look down, glance down at the screen, kind of be like, okay, I need to go over here and then around this to kind of avoid this character and then I can sneak up behind and get this other guy. Like it it totally made that game so much more enjoyable than the regular version. Mm -hmm. But almost nobody even you know, like went to the trouble to kind of even use it like that to give you the second map screen. <laughs> so sad. It's such, such wasted potential.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, they could have done so much with that and it, the whole marketing and thing just didn't oh, go Oh, It was through. terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't know. I, you, it, we kind of wonder, are we ever going to see like a two screen system again? You know, like the 3ds g- left us like is there any chance that we'll see that again? I don't know.
1: I wonder how willing Nintendo would be to do like off-screen tablet gameplay via uh an app. Yeah. Or if that's the, if that's too open to cheating or whatever and they they just wouldn't want to mess with it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. N- Nintendo doesn't seem the best at that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, r- right into the show thread with your favorite uh, 3DS and or Wii U memories on rpgamer.com. Um I mean, we're going to read all of them, but prefer Wii U ones just because that was kind of a really underdog system. And I'm curious if anybody has you
3: know, any. You know what my favorite Wii U memory was?
1: Hmm.
3: What? On the PlayStation 3. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> so the whole the whole premise behind that whole wii u was that second gamepad thinking and stuff like that and i thought wow you know i like rpgs and how often how often i've been like when playing the ds games they always have like the mini map and this status you know party status monster information whatever down on the lower screen or on the upper screen while you played on the other screen yeah. and i'm like now it's come to console this will be perfect for rpgs well rarely did we get rpgs that actually did that i would figure it'd be really great for like etrian odyssey where you're drawing the map and everything Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so but but what did i get around that time class uh class of heroes i'm thinking city of heroes uh class of heroes uh yeah yeah Yeah, vic ireland joint yeah, and, and they made uh, Class of Heroes 2 on the PlayStation 3, and using your PSP as the controller, you got the map and the enemy information stuffed out on the bottom screen. And I'm like, this is what the Wii U should have, this is what it should have been this whole time. Why can't I get games who do that? What the hell? So, yeah.
1: May- mainly because a whole bunch of games, Unless they were Nintendo games, they were meant to be multi platform, and they didn't want to devote development resources for the uh, ga- the port that was going to have the least, probably the least amount of SKUs sold.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: And, and that's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Yeah. I also just remembered, well, not really my favorite thing. Uh, wii u memory but boy i when i was playing breath of the wild on the wii u i ended up clunking my poor cat with the tablet more times than i cared to admit because of the stupid (laughs) motion puzzles
2: (laughs) i'm sure your cat did not appreciate getting woken woken up from its slumber
1: (laughs) yeah that that was murray and it just be like twist twist clunk oh sorry buddy twist (laughs) twist clunk you know what? Just just go sleep on the couch or on the side of the couch. <laughs> Poor Marie, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so are we ready for news for real? <laughs> uh, sword on, sword art online last recollection gets its first DLC, and I don't think anybody here cares because. Nope. We've established that nobody here likes to sort out online.
2: Um, we're, we're not the MMO people. The the yet. faux MMO. Hey, Phil yeah.
0: plays MMOs, he just gave you a TED talk about it. Yes. They have to be this is, this twenty years old though. and uh maintained by fans.
3: Yeah. Nah, you know, uh, my, my 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 wife plays Ultima Online. She's been playing it for decades at this point. Um and and that's about, I mean, you know, I played like World of Warcraft Final Fantasy a bit, City of Heroes now, but I don't keep up with all these other. It's a lot to keep up with.
0: So this isn't actually an MMO. It's about, it's, it's a game about someone who plays now. an MMO, right?
3: Oh, yes.
0: Are they still caught in the MMO at this point, or is the story I moved don't. beyond that? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, the first DLC is titled Ritual of the Bonds. And uh, you must explore a dungeon that has appeared and face many trials and popular characters from the series is showing up. And yeah, I, I guess fans of Sword Art can be excited, but I sure am not. It's going to be released on January uh, yeah. 25th. Uh, are there oh, so still it fans
3: of Sword Art out there?
2: I, I never hear anybody talk about it. They're still making the games. Yes, guess so.
3: I I like the idea of it. I love lit RPGs. I read a lot of lit RPGs, but I always see, like, mediocre reviews and stuff on those games.
2: Yeah, like, all the reviews on these are that they're fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get me excited to actually play them. I just listen to lit RPGs instead. (laughs) And lit RPGs aren't all that great, but they seem better than Sword. I, I don't know
1: um Tales of Sekiu Kickstarter campaign is underway. We we've talked about this game before. It looks like uh, it's a co- cozy farming game where you, you um you turn into different animals and have uh or friends with yokai, but it also looks suspiciously like Breath of the Wild.
2: Well, uh, it looked like there was some action gameplay in it. I wouldn't you know, like always looking at a video, it's hard to tell how much of the balance is like action gameplay. It looks like it's probably mostly farming, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think, Kelly? So, is this yeah, one you'll like for farming. you? Sorry, is, what is, did you is say? Is this your sort of cozy game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. I'd certainly want to try it. I just, <laughs> the art style is very Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Um, so a, a minimum bid of $20 gets you the game for when it launches on Steam. The high tier, bringing your pet into the game. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I didn't scroll down. Um, the high tier, trying to see, okay. P- pledging uh, $3,500 uh, lets you create an NPC of your imagination and their romantic storyline, plus all the different other packages.
0: How much for you to get Alice into the game? Um, nine
1: hundred and fifty. There you go. <laughs> Simply provide us with the photo and short video of your pet. She's
2: sticking she, it in there.
1: She'd probably be the most boring pet since she looks like the most basic ass tuxedo, um, complete with the white tail or the white tip tail. So I don't. I'd rather put uh, Lita into the game since she's uh, white and orange and has thumbs. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so you can go check out that Kickstarter. We've also got the Dreamed Away Kickstarter going live soon. Um, this <laughs> this pixel art indie RPG takes inspiration from Earthbound, Omori, and the battle system is like right out of Undertale. Um, so let's see, what's the high tier item for that? I, I was kind of rolling my eyes at the trailer of this game and then they showed a, uh, the ma- main character being followed by a bunch of cats. And I was like, oh, sold. Um, uh, this, this Kickstarter has not started yet.
2: It but starts it looks, on February 1st.
1: Okay. Looks kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, you play a b- boy who wakes up in his bedroom to realize that his whole family has gone missing, and you guide him through a dreamlike world. So th- there's they that.
0: One hundred percent going for Undertale here.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, I see. Uh, You're helping the cat lady, so you had to. Okay. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Cute. Um. Is it? Does anybody play Near Reincarnation?
2: No. <laughs> i love near but I'm well you not, won't be anymore yep 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 i and, missed my chance
1: ending service in april this is
0: a mobile game i assume
2: yes this yeah. is a
1: mobile game
3: oh man i missed
0: my you chance. missed it phil
3: <laughs> oh, dang it so
0: like, they have they, a roadmap they've... to the final chapter i guess they're wrapping up the story before they shut yeah. down which is like okay most people don't do that so that's nice be thankful for that
1: I I just wonder what crazy conspiracy slash story bit we're going to miss out by this going away permanently. And it's tying into how it ties into Drakengard. And
0: uh, I mean, the fact that they're bothering to wrap up the story kind of makes me think there is some sort of teaser stuff going to go on here. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought this was canon
0: it probably is that's why he's like no it has to have a completed story
2: <laughs> i mean there's even canon stuff supposedly in like the uh the the tour of the uh the music like they, they're actually doing little skits for the musical tour that's going around the world and some of that stuff is even considered canon like they, they do all kinds of weird stuff man <laughs>
1: So I guess you have until April to f- figure all the stuff out and put it in the timeline. Um, we've got the Nameless Slay Dragon announced. Uh, this this is an indie game, a uh, turn-based RPG that took three years to develop, and it's being planned and released in quarter two. Um, classic turn-based game with a heavy emphasis on exploration without random battles or forced grinding.
3: Oh, and- but I like my forced grinding.
0: So then it's going to either be really easy or really hard?
3: <laughs> yeah 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 that's true that's
1: true the art style cool. looks kind of neat though a little bit of a little bit of anime with some uh western fantasy influence there um th- this one is also interesting so zombie fun run uh <laughs> this is from z yay
0: the remnants uh, of z yes yeah the um, the singular z yeah yeah, Robert Boyd. So, how's this work?
1: So you're you're playing as well. Uh, well, the well, turn-based the combat isn't all about defeating enemies. Instead, that you have party members who share a single hit point bar, and you must run from hordes of zombies. Um, and while you're running, you have the possibility to either attack, uh, defend, or run more. And this is going to be an interesting combat system. They haven't showed any gameplay stuff yet, though. The teaser trailer was just... Well, actually, I do see some combat uh, in the t- the Kickstarter page. Um, but yeah, Z-Boy always comes up with interesting things uh, for their game, so I'm curious about what, what this is going to entail. Um, the uh, $10 pledge gets you a copy of the game on Steam. Let's see... The five thousand dollar pledge uh, gets you your producer credit, um, where you can design a, an enemy or NPC with a line.
2: Normally, I'd be skeptical of this concept, but I kind of trust Zboyd.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if all of their pull, stuff has been good, if they can pull off Shakespeare Magical Girls,
2: Shakespeare Magical Girls was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, we'll. We'll probably have more to go. Um, the the Kickstarter has twenty six days to go and uh, has only pledged two thousand of their fifteen thousand goal. So they've, they've got plenty of time. Um, does does any? I, I think that was all the regular news stories. It's I kind of just yeah. Time. The, yes. Um, Atelier Reser.
0: Resleriana. I, I,
2: Atelier yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Brianna.
1: Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> yeah, um, is available now.
0: Okay, mobile and PC.
1: Yeah, um, eat, wonder when this is going to get shut down eventually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Start the clock. <laughs> Start the clock. Um, we've got X actress releasing in February. Uh, another the
0: end of February. Mobile game to like...
1: premium mobile game priced at ten bucks.
0: Premium mobile game. Those still exist
1: i i suppose all right so. who's
0: making this what's it about
1: um Hyper-Graph. publisher hippogriff and designer noise wave studio
0: doesn't tell me anything all right it's a
1: <laughs> sci-fi rpg that sees players adventure to the planet of alindo as an investigator from earth
0: and the trailer tells me nothing easier just a bunch either just a bunch of cutscenes. cool yep.
1: The, the second trailer on there shows some gameplay and it's all action. It looks like it's all action combat. Okay.
0: Well, it's so, kind of a
2: hybrid of real-time and turn-based is what it says.
0: Um, so that means Super Mario RPG? What does that mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, I no. I, I can tell for
1: the trailers. It looked very action-y. That's why I was it, like, is it turn-based? Is it action? It looks kind of like uh, Genshin Impact. Yeah, it could that, be. that sci-fi.
0: Yeah, And With Honkai Star Rail aspects, since it's turn-based too, right? Yeah. Genshin Impact. No, wait, that's a thing. Uh, Genshin Star Rail. Honkai Impact. Wait, that is a... ATB. Action Time Battles. Well, Active Time Battles. Does Final Fantasy IV count as half turn-based, half real-time? Probably not. Hunk High Impact is a thing, too, says Tam. Oh, no. <laughs> Genshin Star Rail, then.
1: I guess uh. so. <laughs> and then... um,
0: Hey, Horizon, it's happening!
1: Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PC in March.
0: Listen, we call oh. it Horizon One Sunset. <laughs> it's the sequel to Zero Dawn.
1: Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's that's funny. <laughs> uh, the and it, the complete edition will be available for sixty bucks and include the Burning Shores expansion. Um, PC is also going to have unlocked frame rates, adjustable graphics settings, uh DLSS three upscaling and customizable mouse and keyboard. It controls. looks pretty. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a ton of pre order bonuses uh, with like costumes and stuff if you pre order it. So, Has
2: all the DC, DLC from the first game from the original game, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that that's cool that um, Sony does these PC releases with kind of upgrades.
2: I didn't see anything saying whether it was Steam Deck compatible or not, but uh, the first one was. I and Sony's done a pretty good job on making their uh, releases on PC Steam get Steam Deck compatible, so I imagine this one will be as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. um Please be excited! Uh, coming to PC on March twenty first, mm-hmm. and that—that that is pretty much all the news. Be excited!
0: All right, let me tell you what's coming out next week. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. That's the uh, not mobile game, Grand Blue Fantasy, right. right? So
2: this is the one that's been in development for years and years.
0: Yeah. So you can finally play the single player Grand Link, Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Not Grand Link. Maybe it'll be shortened to Grand Link in the parlance, but uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, wish listed on Steam, it's also on PlayStation. Um, the Legacy of Leg- the Legend of Legacy HD Remastered. Who? Not just remastered, HD remastered. Coming out because in Japan, I think only for right now.
3: Because um, you demanded it.
0: Let me double check. Uh, where's that out? And I asked America, "When are we getting it?" March twenty second. So it'll be a little bit longer for us here. And then Persona Three Reloads out this week for do, 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 do. Windows and that's also PlayStation, on Xbox, and it's on Game Pass. It's been it's downloaded on my PC. Will, will I play will, it? Will, Who knows? Will,
3: will you burn your dread? That's the real question.
0: No, the different song now.
3: You know. Difference. Oh, you can't do A new
0: opening song. You got you got it. every time they re release, they get you get a new opening song.
3: Oh, you can't do it. It's for my dread forever and ever.
0: Now we can um properly cook my toast instead of burning my bread. Alright? Okay. Alright, Kelly, what else is uh coming to early access?
1: Um in, Into the Necrovale.
0: You uh, made that Tribal title up.
1: Sto- no, I did not. Um, this is an action RPG that's been worked on for two years by a solo developer, and you assume the role of the stranger, who must fight to survive all the miscreants banished into the Necrovale. You also choose to either save or destroy the world. And the proper answer is destroy the world always. Yes, always.
0: <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs>
1: um, this, this is entering early access. On <gasps> There's Steve a giant kitty Gog- cat, Kelly. Wait, what?
0: There's a giant kitty cat.
1: Oh my god. It's least... called
0: the treasure cat. Oh god. It's got a bow on. Or like a or it's got a bundle tied around its neck. Either way.
1: And it's orange, the best color.
2: <laughs> oh, Kelly's
0: gonna buy it.
1: We I'm got one least, sale.
2: I'm it's on the least.
1: list. I'm at least we just sting <laughs> it. Let's see the, it's eleven it's on sale for uh twelve bucks right now, but regularly fifteen, and there's a demo so
0: um, i'm to play that, that demo and see if you how the treasure cat works
3: <laughs> oh, no.
1: um we've also got a game called enshrouded uh which <laughs> seems like kind of one of those really epic western rpgs um the, the trailer kind of made it seem like that um
0: oh is this a dark souls
1: you awaken in the open world of embervale as the flameborn which is the last hope of an the day
0: okay so it's either Skyrim or Dark Souls with that startup okay we've got yeah. building so I'm leaning Skyrim fallouty um you've got a flying squirrel parachute glider we've got animals what else we got all right come on
1: are right, there kitty cats
0: uh I didn't see kitty cats yet just sheep and stuff We've got undead show me combat.
1: Uh, is it Spam A that or that Dark survival. Souls? A survival game. Say
0: what? what it's was a survival that survival game? Tam? Survival. Okay. So, not Dark Souls type combat. More just upgrade your weapons so things don't kill you. Combat.
1: Well, we need some survival games. Blizzard killed theirs this week.
0: Oh, did they know?
1: Yeah, that was part of the. Did we know
0: anything games. about it?
1: No. And not, like the not... president left. Yeah. Or
0: was fired. Since he previously said they'd have to drag me out of Blizzard.
1: I, I guess
0: um No, he did. Jason Schreier was like, by the way, I interview I asked him at like convention, like, hey, you gonna leave after this? And, like they'd have to drag me out. And all of a sudden he announces he's leaving. So it's like They are uh, dragging him out. <laughs> apparently they're dragging him out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, Kelly, we got some reviews too. Including oh, a yes. game you're gonna play.
1: Uh, So Sam being our Like a Dragon slash Yakuza guru reviewed uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, um, she gave it a 4 out of 5. Woo! Saying saying it has outrageous and over-the-top quests, an intriguing story with deep new characters, and combat and difficulty is much more balanced. Um, The negatives recycled assets are a plenty and collision issues persist.
0: Yeah, so it's a Yakuza game.
1: Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're being factory
0: created at this point and the issues are going to show as such.
1: Yeah, yeah Do we have like the fun.
0: do we have like the dub titles and the subtitles in this one or do they go I back to just, just one set that. of yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Cuz I I thought some of the other games didn't get both.
2: Uh, I think this one's still doing that.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: Um and we've got an Atlas wept review from Alex Fuller. At- <laughs> is this an Ayn Rand thing okay no it looks no uh, it's
0: another earthboundy undertale inspired thing retro
1: okay.
0: rpg don't say those other games names i wasn't inspired by them but you probably were um, um I, I don't given, know
1: <laughs> uh, this is for windows by the way gave it a 3.5 out of 5 it says that it, the story builds up to a satisfying conclusion and good. a good balance between story and combat nice N- negatives large areas are annoying to explore and oh. certain enemy attacks are frustrating to try and avoid yeah it's it's,
0: it's got get it's got the little dodge box like undertale so
1: uh, uh, and then we've got atlas fallen what uh two different atlas
0: unrelated
1: <laughs> yeah and and atlas is in the map, not the game company okay um what the, yeah this is more three d kind of stuff for ps5 um he gave it a 3.5 out of 5 saying that it has an interesting combat flow and neat visual aesthetic but a stock story with poor poor vocals um the game performance leaves a lot to be desired and loose controls makes combat lack
0: so it's more action rpg than souls like um yeah. But yeah
1: i hadn't heard about this one so
0: interesting co- okay you already said all that yeah okay Yep, that's, that's Atlas Fallen. And then finally, um, Cry Machina.
1: Yeah, I, I was curious about this one. This was by John Jensen, but he gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Um, says that it's fa- fast and snappy action combat. Uh, watching relationships grow is satisfying, and the soundtrack is wonderfully ambient, but with uh, adrenaline-fueled tracks when needed. The negatives, massive amount of grinding that feels unfairly rewarded, uh, area designs are dull and repetitive, characters are, can become severely underleveled due to the uh, shared experience, and convoluted story and overuse of jargon. Okay. Yeah, I heard that top a lot of most disappointing RPG of 2023 lists.
0: And then we have an Impression.
1: An impression of uh, Nova Hearts: The Spark from Alex. What was this about?
0: It's a turn-based, timeline-based combat system. Uh, it's an impression okay. of the demo, so you could probably just play it. Um, it'll be uh, uh, It's uh, the demo's out now. Um, PC's versions coming out this summer.
1: Attractive, according to Alex, attractively vibrant and colorful tale mixing superheroes, dating sim, and turn-based combat. Perfect. So there you go. You can read read about that.
0: Apparently, all the um, foes you fight in this demo are all little fluffy furballs. Ah,
1: uh, and then we've got Crown Wars: The Black Prince preview. Um, what is this about? Hey, it
0: looks like the um, I know this is like an actual real world, real world map, but um, if I just glance at it, it's like, oh, it's the Final Fantasy 16 map.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Looks like this is turn-slash-grid-based combat.
0: Is this XCOM? Medieval XCOM? What is this?
1: That's what the screenshots look like to me.
0: Tactical game. Combines history and fantasy. It's following up the disastrous 1356 Battle of uh, Poitiers, where the French king was captured by Prince Edward, the eponymous Black Prince. Oh.
3: Oh, okay. uh, I remember that. Yeah, that was brutal.
0: Yeah, you were there? I was there. Yeah, it sucked, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, yeah.
0: all oof. right. <laughs> Man. Um, you can bring animal companions with some of your characters. Uh, you have action points and it's a so strategy and action combat. Yeah, all right, cool. So, I'm thinking x commie turn-based battle PC game. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, not
1: not my cup of tea.
0: Cool. So, that's and, what's coming up. And, Those are some impressions and reviews. I have to ask you what you're going to play this week. Phil.
3: Uh, Maybe City of Heroes. I'm, I'm debating. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's City of Heroes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kelly.
1: Um, like a dragon, if it gets here.
0: If it arrives. <laughs> Josh.
2: Obviously, I'm going to be doing the Sega Bass Fishing to improve my charisma.
0: Then then that that's how that works. No. Right? You're just gonna play no. you're gonna play Yakuza. Alright, cool. Yeah, yeah. Alright. I'm playing Pal World! Finally playing something other than PoE. Yay! Everyone Yay. celebrate. We'll see if I how much I dabble in PoE as this goes on, but um hopefully this begins the off ramp. <laughs> and back to other games. Off ramp. Uh, that's all I got for you folks. Anything anyone wants to bring up before we break?
1: Um, I'm making, uh, crockpot Japanese curry tonight.
0: Okay. I've got to go okay. stir.
1: I've got to go stir right now.
0: All right. And if you want to answer our question of the week, it is, what are your 3DS and Wii U memories? Please, uh, go to rpgamer.com, find the podcast section, go to the show thread, and post it right there. We'll read on the show next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything interesting coming up on our Twitch this week? I don't think so. Just normal schedule. Just, uh, I'm sure Scar will be on tomorrow morning, and we've got other folks on throughout the week, so please come and watch us, and uh, we'll continue to beg Phil to come back and stream in the evenings.
1: I'm so sorry, I thought you were done talking. I'm also not going to be on the podcast next week, because it's Vaughn's birthday.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Vaughn.
1: So we must go celebrate by uh, buying him Lego sets along with his other presents, because he's spoiled.
0: So, the thing you do for special occasions is a thing you do every few weeks anyway? Sure. Okay.
1: If you say so.
0: It feels like it sometimes, Kelly. You guys like Legos. <laughs> Are you denying oh, oh. it?
1: No, I'm not denying it. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, he just he wanted to go. Um, That's cool. Well, we were trying to find a specific ramen place that we went to, but they, the pandemic kind of killed them. Oh. So... <laughs> um we're gonna have to go find something else to eat but we, we, we'll have a good time
0: cool well you have fun doing that and we'll catch you the following week uh but we'll be i'll be back here next week probably with josh and someone else and we'll do a show right all right okay
3: it's we'll all see about the show
0: and thanks for being on film to give us your little ted talk on city of heroes and uh yes, remind people what they need to do if mm-hmm. they want to join you on that
3: you want to download city of heroes homecoming just google that up for their for their website and um and then join me on the eu server uh reunion it's called reunion why eu again uh double xp double xp okay good yeah. enough reason all right and perfect. you can always move it later so it's not oh a you
0: can deal. oh cool yep. doesn't all cost
3: right. it nothing nothing costs anything here nice all
0: right well thank you for that we'll catch you all next week thanks everybody for watching stay tuned for more RP Gamer goodness on the twitch.tv slash rpgamer and until then and until next week i say goodbye bye 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 bye